of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all this morning on this joyous day that our Lord has blessed us with. And thank you for being here. Also, for those of you joining us on our live stream this morning, we thank you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, for being with us as well. As you know, uh, Father Michael, by the way, it's great to see Father Michael. It was such a joy when he told me he was going to be joining us this morning. As you know, Father Michael and I, uh, just about a year and a half ago, I think, right? Or maybe, yeah, about a year and a half, right before COVID began, we went to Mount Athos. And we were able to visit St. Anne's Ski. And you can think of a ski on Mount Athos, on the Holy Mountain, as like a group of houses where the monks live. And there may be one house where one monk lives. There may be another house where four monks live. At the most, you'll have a house where maybe six or seven monks live in kind of like what's a neighborhood. Now, the interesting thing is, these monks have a private prayer life. But on Sunday, they go to what is called the Kiriakon, which is kind of a hike down this hill, and they all gather together on this church on Sunday for corporate prayer. So I share this with you this morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, because this morning's gospel reading is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's prayer to his Father. And it's a beautiful prayer. It's in chapter 17 of St. John's Gospel. And in this prayer, our Lord prayed right before his crucifixion. If you want to know where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ drew the strength to endure the persecution, to endure the crucifixion, rather, look at this prayer. I invite you to go home tonight and go to chapter 17 of St. John's Gospel and to read this prayer carefully and to personalize the prayer because it is truly powerful. So I want to spend a little bit of time this morning just sharing with you some thoughts about prayer in general. Because all of us are at different, different areas, if you will, in our spiritual journey. Some of us have prayer lives, some of us may not have prayer lives, personal prayer lives that is, but I want to talk about the importance of personal prayer, why it's important. First, I direct you to St. Matthew's Gospel. This is a verse you probably all know, but St. Matthew in, in his Gospel, in Christ in St. Matthew's Gospel, in chapter 6, verses 5, says the following. He says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. But you, when you pray, Go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in, in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So what does our Lord invite us to do here? He invites us to go into our room and to? And to? I know you're with me, and you just heard it. He invites us to go into the room and close the, the door. Right. He invites us to go into the room and to close the door. What is that? Our Lord is inviting us to this place of personal prayer. And when he says, don't be like the hypocrites, what he means is, when you're offering your prayer, don't stand like the Pharisees did, 
in the synagogue and in the street corner and, and just proclaim how much how many great things God's doing in your life. By our Lord inviting us to go into our room and to close the door to have personal prayer, he is, he is inviting us for our prayer to be first and foremost a prayer of humility. And what does a prayer of humility look like? A prayer of humility, my brothers and sisters in Christ, looks like this. Lord, I have these challenges in my life, and I know I can't do it without you. Lord, I need you to walk this journey of life with me. Lord, it is you who gives me the strength to endure the day. Whatever it is in your life, my brothers and sisters in Christ, whether the challenges in the context of relationships, whether the challenges in the context of family, whether the challenges in the context of work, whatever the challenge may be, our Lord is inviting us to come to Him in the peace and privacy of our own rooms with the doors shut to offer Him our prayer that He may grant us strength because He loves us and He wants us to be with Him first and foremost more than anything else. Private prayer, of course, doesn't necessarily have to be or doesn't necessarily have to involve just those things that are difficult for us, or that are challenging in our lives, or they certainly can, it's an important aspect of our personal prayer life. But don't forget, my brothers and sisters in Christ, when you spend time, your personal time in prayer, to offer God some petitions of thanksgiving. In the context of the challenges, don't forget to offer our Lord petitions of thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for all the blessings you have given me. Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you that I'm able to take another breath. Lord, thank you. And, Lord, I offer you these challenges that I may glorify you in them. We offer to God in prayer what we need. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ reminds us in St. Luke's Gospel, chapters 11, verses 1 and verse 9, he says, St. Luke writes, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So the Lord said to his disciples, I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters in Christ, people will ask, does God hear my prayer? And I'm telling you, I'm here to share with you, yes, God hears my prayer, he hears your prayers, he hears our prayers. As our Lord said to his disciples and to us in St. Luke's Gospel, for everyone who asks, receives. But that doesn't mean that we're going to get the answer to the prayer that we want. You know, how many times did I pray in school? I wanted to ace that test. It didn't necessarily happen, especially if I wasn't prepared. Can't lean on God if we don't do our part, right? God is going to answer our prayers, not necessarily in the way that we want Him to answer our prayers, but in the way that possibly might be best for us. And sometimes the answer is yes, 
And sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes the answer is not just yet, but there's always an answer. So our invitation is to trust God and know that he will give us the answer that is best for me and that is best for you. So ultimately, I leave you with this thought regarding personal prayer before we make a shift into corporate prayer. Remember the importance of personal prayer. St. Paul says it all in his letter to the Philippians in chapters 4, verses 6 following, where St. Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but what I want more than anything else next to being with God in heaven is to have peace in my heart, to have peace in my heart. And in prayer and through prayer, we can attain that peace. It's a powerful invitation for you and for me. Shifting now to corporate prayer. In the Orthodox Church, there are two forms of prayer. There's the personal prayer life, which we just discussed some aspects of. And then there's the corporate prayer life. And the personal, and the and our life of personal prayer, how can I say, supports this corporate prayer effort. And our corporate prayer effort supports our personal prayer life. The two are interconnected. Let me tell you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, it's really easy to be bored in church if we don't have a personal prayer life. You should think about that for just a second. If we don't have a personal prayer life, it's easy to be bored in church. Sometimes people will say to me, well, Father, you know, I don't know what to pray for in my personal prayer life. My answer to them is always, come to church. Come to church. Why? Because in church, when we, when we are face-to-face -face with the gospel, we come face-to-face -face of what we need to pray for. When the Lord says in the gospels, love those who persecute you and forgive your enemies, I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, but I need to take that piece of the gospel that we hear in this church, that we hear in church, in my personal prayer life, because for me, that ain't an easy journey. <laughs> and I can't imagine it's easy for any of them. Sometimes our Lord presents us with a gospel that is not easy to wrap our arms around. And so when we hear something in the reading of the gospel that we just don't understand or that's difficult for us, that's an invitation to take that to our personal prayer and to ask God to open our hearts that we may understand the gospel, to be able to wrap our arms around. I remember once there was this gentleman when President and I were at St. Paul's Greek Orthodox Church in Irvine, California, oh gosh, in the early 90s, there was a gentleman who just converted to Orthodoxy. He was from the Protestant, he was from a Protestant background. And we were celebrating the Feast of the Dormition, the feast of that our church is named after. And you know that we as Orthodox Christians believe that after the Virgin Mary passed away, she ascended bodily into heaven. This is what we believe. And he just couldn't wrap his arms around. 
said, you know, Father, I just can't wrap my, my arms around that teaching. I just, I just can't do it. And I remember Father George Stephanini said, blessed memory, saying, pray about it. Spend time in your personal prayer life and pray about it. Now I don't know what happened to this gentleman. I don't know if he was able to finally wrap around his arms around the teachings of the church regarding the Virgin Mary. But the advice was solid. Pray about it. So the, that same advice is solid for me and for you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. If there are things in the church you don't understand, take them to your personal prayer line. Pray about them. That the Holy Spirit may open the, your hearts to be led to an understanding and to the glory of God. So this is how your personal prayer life and the corporate prayer of the church are connected. The corporate prayer of the church gives us Things to pray about when we're challenged. In our personal prayer life supports the corporate prayer life of the church. One supports the other. Remember, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The liturgy is a dialogue. It's a prayer between me, you and I, offering a prayer and dialogue together to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it's a corporate action. When COVID is over... We're going to go back, we're going to, we're going to make a strong push for congregational singing. We were moving in that direction before, after COVID is over, we're going to move that. It's not my liturgy, it's not Evangelist's liturgy, or Strass liturgy, it's our liturgy together. And I want you to be involved, I want you to be engaged. Because if you're not engaged, and you're not connected, you're going to be bored. And you're going to be looking at your watch, and you're going to be saying, what's Father Dean going to be done? <laughs> right? So we need, we need to be engaged, we need to be so, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I don't know where you are, each of you are, in your personal prayer lives. I know mine can be better. Perhaps yours could be better, too. And what I want for me, and I want what I want for you, is not for us to be content with where we are, but to push ourselves spiritually to take the next step. Because all of us, including myself, myself first and foremost, I can do a better job in my personal prayer, and perhaps you can too. And remember the important thing, and I share this with you out of love for you, because I've said it before and I'll say it again, all I want is for me and for you and for all of us in the end to be together in the kingdom of God. That's all I want. So for me, that's what I want for you. So this morning, I leave you with this thought. This evening, when you're at home, go to chapter 17 of St. John's Gospel and read this beautiful prayer that our Lord offered to his Father. Read the prayer, personalize it. And you will see in that prayer a few things. That first, our Lord wants us to have a continuous union in him. Second, our Lord wants us to be joyful of, our, of the result of our union with Him. Third, our Lord wants to preserve us from evil, that we may be sanctified in the truth, which is Jesus Christ Himself. And he wants us to be united with one another, and that His desire is that we be with Him. This is what our Lord wants in chapter 17 of this beautiful prayer in St. John's Gospel that I invite you to read and I invite you to consider where you are in your prayer life now and where you want to be given everything
morning, I'd like to close, since we're talking about prayer, this morning I would like to close with this prayer. And so I ask that we bow our heads and let us pray to the Lord. The Lord said, I made known to them thy name, and I will make it known that the love which, with which thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. In this prayer, O Lord, we see that your beautiful heart draws with love for us, your children. Help us, O Lord, to immerse ourselves in this love each day as we pray to you, even as you pray for us. Amen. May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bless us all and keep us in his care.